Welcome to the Aussie Bloggers Podcasts, brought to you by Tan and Amanda. Tan's from Write Your Cancer, and Amanda's from My Office Books, and you can find them both at Blogger Support for All. Join them as they talk about blogging, and as they speak to a variety of Aussie bloggers who share their own stories, secrets, and successes about the world of blogging. And now, here's Tan and Amanda. I'm Tan from Write Your Cancer. Hi, I'm Amanda from My Office Books. And, and we're, we're from Aussie Bloggers Podcast. And today we have a very uh, inspiring guest. We and have patient. And very patient guest, yes. We've <laughs> technical issues uh, this morning during this recording. Uh, Lisa Cox joins us. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Oh, I'm really well, thanks. Great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thank you. And Lisa, tell us a little about a little bit about your very interesting background. My interesting background, well, my professional background, I suppose, is in corporate communications, and I've been writing professionally for about fifteen years, blogging for about six months. I'm a very, very new blogger, but the the interesting bit, I suppose, comes more so in my health background. About 10 years ago, I um, had a huge health crisis, spent over a year in hospital, had nine fingertips amputated following a stroke or a brain hemorrhage. As a result, I'm over 25% blind with some epilepsy. My leg and my toes were also amputated. I'm in a wheelchair to get around, and that's the the really, really short, concise version because I know we're on a time limit here. Um, My speech has also been affected, so... As a writer, which I was previously, I was a copywriter in corporate advertising, absolutely loved doing really well. But as a writer, to lose the tools of your trade, so to speak, my fingertips, my eyesight, permanent brain damage was was pretty, pretty hard at the time. And I had to learn to speak and write again. I still have a few issues every now and again speaking, slur my words occasionally, and I type with what's left of my fingertips in a very, very awkward, clumsy manner, but it works, and that's that's how I blog today. So I guess I'm probably not a conventional blogger sitting around touch typing, and I look a bit silly doing it, but it works for me. You're amazing, Lisa. I, I just take my hat off to you. Um, you recently had something published in Mamma Mia about gratitude. That's correct. I've, I've had a pretty exciting week. Um, had had some stuff published in Mamma Mia and um, just only a couple of hours found out that the Huffington Post want to publish something as well. So that was about gratitude. My blog isn't just about me writing about myself. I try really hard to make it useful to the readers. And um, this particular one was about my own journey and was called Why or How, sorry, I uh, stayed grateful during my first year in hospital. And that was all about how it's really easy to be grateful when you get a new job or a new car or something like that. But when, am I allowed to swear? When shit really hits the fan, how do you stay grateful? And it was um, based on my own experiences, so everybody's a different, but it how I found gratitude during my first year in hospital. So some of the blogs are about me and my own journey. Others are more about maybe a bit of business and those sorts of things, my other interests, because even though 
disability and my health story is such a huge part of my background. It doesn't completely define me and it's not what my blog's all about. Yeah, and I think that's really inspirational that that you do have that balance. And um, congratulations, you got married recently? I did. Well, it was a couple of years ago now. So mm. I, did, I did get married though. So most wonderful man in the world. I'm extremely biased. <laughs> Everyone is when they're happily married. <laughs> now, Lisa, in terms of um, the challenges you face, uh, apart from the physical, um, there are you are obviously just like not to. Uh, we don't probably have to uh, experience fatigue and and um, sort of the overwhelm and and things to the degree that you would probably have to deal with them on an everyday basis. How do you overcome the challenges that you have? How do you you overcome the fatigue to write, you speak, you champion causes, you're a, a wife, you deal with everyday life? How do you do it? Coffee, all the coffee. <laughs> coffee fixes everything. Um, in all in all honesty, though, I I have a really really structured day, so I'm going to sound like a complete control freak here, but <laughs> it's really important to me to to structure my day. What is um, I suppose what would be part time hours for somebody else are really full time hours for me. So I fatigue very easily. One of the side effects of brain injury is is fatigue. So. I have only a couple of hours every day in me that I'm really able to put sentences together and make make much sense. So I, I do structure things really carefully. I have a fantastic support team, my sister and and family, and I, I do outsource where I need to. Um, a designer, anything techie, I, I outsource that as well and just realising what I can do and what I can't do and being really, really honest and realistic with myself. I think that's a, a great thing that all bloggers have to realise is that they can't do everything themselves, uh, even when they are physically 100%. There just isn't the time in the day and there just isn't the capacity to stretch themselves. So um, to actually hear you say that it's okay to outsource, it's okay to have a, someone do your techie stuff uh, if you can just sit there and write and get your ideas out, that's that's great. Thanks. Yeah, that's right. It's, um, I'm careful not to not to outsource some of the some of the bigger writing projects, which are 100% my voice, and I won't ever outsource any of that. But things that I don't necessarily have much experience in or don't have three years to learn how to do, I'm, I'm more than happy to outsource that and focus on what I can do well. Mm. See. What I got out of your comments were these. You, you were you said you're structured, so therefore you're making sure that the couple of hours that you have are very productive. And I also liked the fact that what I got from you was saying that you understand and respect your limitations. That's absolutely correct. And yeah, understanding and respecting my limitations, that's that carries through all areas of my life. I I understand that I can't drive and walk, but from a blogging point of view, just understanding that I only have one or two hours in the day where I can be I can make make sense on page so working out how I'm going to best spend that time and not procrastinating on Facebook which I do sometimes (laughs) (laughs) 
joined the club. <laughs> uh, Lisa, in a recent interview, you mentioned Lisa Messenger, who is also a very personal favourite of mine, as yeah. being someone influential. Uh, tell us who else inspires you or has influenced you when times were tough. Well, let me think. So many people from so many perspectives. Lisa Messenger from a, I suppose, a business and professional perspective on a a more personal note, um, people like my sister and sister and mum. I wrote a blog recently about my late grandmother who on her 100th birthday um, was kind enough to give us her words of wisdom about what makes a good life and how she lived to be happy at 100. So even though it's it's not Lisa Messenger, people like that can inspire me as well. I've spent a lot of time working with young women around issues of body confidence and body image. I always ask them who inspires them and to look at it, not not to look at the uh, the women in the magazines and, and those sorts of things as their source of inspiration. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. And um, speaking of, of your um, dealings with the, the younger women, tell us about your book. Uh, Dove My Bung Look Big in This Ad. That's right. That was... The first book I wrote um, quite a few years ago now, but when I first came out of hospital, as I explained before, I had to learn to to write again and type again. And the best thing I ever did was to buy a, a really shitty old laptop and just sit there all day at the kitchen table and, and learn to type as best I could. And after one of my presentations, my publisher approached me and asked if I'd be interested in doing some work with her. And that's how the book came together, Does My Bum Look Big in This Ad? Um, it's about body image and media literacy specifically written for young people. At the time I was doing a lot of work speaking with young people about body image and media literacy and they always had a lot of questions and they had to go back to class and I had to go home and I really wished there was a resource or something I could offer them a a how-to and I couldn't find anything out there. There was certainly a lot of academic material written for the professionals and the academics, which was wonderful, but it really wasn't relevant for a 15-year-old or a 12-year-old girl. So um, my approach to most things is don't just talk about it, take action and do it. So I um, yeah got, got to writing one very slowly, but it, it came out and then the second book was published not long after that. And tell us about your second book. The second one is is more more for the guys, I suppose. So the first one was specifically for young women and that went really well, but we had a lot of requests for one that was more more for the guys because young guys don't really want to read about what the girls are into and vice versa. So So can I ask you, how do you go about structuring? Like do you structure your blog similar to how you write a book or do you make sure that there's a different structure for both? Oh, they're, they're completely different. Um, of course, there are some overlaps, but coming from a, a corporate communications background, I spent many years writing ads and um, working for the multinationals and doing what I'm doing now, except I was promoting causes and products and services, which I really didn't give that much of a damn about. Getting excited about financial services can be a bit tricky. So <laughs> there's a lot of common learnings between copywriting and and blogging, I suppose. They're, they're very different but very similar at the same time. 
So having even really, really simple things like a catchy headline and, and those, those sorts of things, there are similarities there. So tell us a little bit more about your background in corporate communications and how that helped you uh, particularly with your blogging. So anyone out there who uh, would like some blogging tips, what would you suggest? Sure. Well, the, the copywriting, I suppose, I was essentially writing and then um, going ahead and, and making ads. So we'd, we'd come up with the creative concept or in, in blogging terms, I suppose, the, the big idea or the overall idea and then break it down into, um, I suppose, what, what the audience need was. And that's something I really, and all bloggers I think should really try hard to do is not just ramble on about yourself for, for a whole page, but really bring it back to what is the, what is the key thing that your reader is going to gain from this? Where's the payoff for them? Where's the benefit for them? And that's something that I've heard repeated by, by a number of experts, Darren Rouse from Pro, Pro Blogger, certainly, certainly not in my league, but someone who knows what they're talking about. I've heard him mention that quite a few times and it's an identical strategy that we use in copywriting, bringing it back to the, the consumer benefits, whether you're selling a car or a big idea on your blog. That's a very good point, Lisa. I like how you explained that because that's something a lot of bloggers can actually relate to, particularly when you talk about Darren Rouse. He's huge and anyone that blogs just goes, wow, he's got such an awesome readership and then he's got Pro Blogger and there's, you know, five to 700 people attending those conferences. So the fact that you've been able to bring that down to your own situation and make it so that we understand it's achievable for anybody, regardless of where you are on your blogging journey, is excellent. That's right. It's it's absolutely achievable for anyone. If if I can do it with, with no no eyesight and some missing fingertips, but I'm sure there are plenty of other people out there <laughs> who can as well. But um, keeping it keeping it really simple and the way I structure structure my blogs is the way I used to structure all of my copy that I write. In advertising land as well, I'd do a, what we call a brain dump and just write a page of unfiltered commentary and then go through and pick out the gems and clean it up a bit and slowly but surely after you've, you've tweaked it over and over, you get something that's a little more coherent. Mm, excellent. Okay, Lisa, well, um, we really appreciate your time and uh, we won't keep you any longer. But... Um, our listeners, how can they find you and get in touch with you? Because I'm sure they would love to hear a whole lot more about you. Sure. I'm the, the very best place. The one place would be lisacox.co. That's my website, L-I-S-A-C-O-X.co. And that's got all the links to social media. Um, Facebook, I do spend a bit of time on my Facebook uh, business page, Instagram, all those sorts of things. I'm on social media, but not as widely spread as some may be. I can't even be bothered with Snapchat and Pinterest and things like that. So I, I like to keep it fairly simple, but update, put on my new, new blogs and things like that on the, on the Facebook page and on the website. You can also download a free copy of Find Your Fearless, which is a free ebook I put together with a few strategies about living with challenges, living a life you absolutely love, even though we all have a bad day every now and again. Yeah, and oh, I, for one, um, really, really appreciate and can't wait. Like I said to you last night, I just cannot wait 
to to read that and to actually give my daughter a copy of your first book uh, that you had out. I really, really appreciate you coming on. And it was a last minute thing where you jumped in when we uh, had a had somebody who pulled out. And honestly, Lisa, my hat goes off to you. And Amanda's sitting here next to me, just nodding her head. We are both in <laughs> awe of you and what you've achieved. Uh, well, thank you very much. Like I said, at the, the very beginning before we hit record, I didn't set out to be an inspiration or inspire anyone. But if I have, then, then that's really lovely. But it's certainly not what I set out to do. I think. <laughs> well, it was delightful to speak to you, Lisa, and to get to know you because I didn't know you before um, Tan mentioned that you wanted to be a guest. So I will definitely be reading your blog and getting to know more about you and been, I will be in communication. Um, but in conclusion, we just want to th- thank our sponsors. Um, Amanda from My Office Books, fun, easy online solutions for your bookkeeping that are flexible and easy to use for your small business. And Tan? Tan from Write Your Cancer, where I help you share your cancer story with the rest of the world online. Thank you again, Lisa. And we cannot wait to share this podcast because I know that many bloggers are going to be inspired, particularly those who think they don't have enough time or they don't have enough expertise. Oh, you can do it. Anyone can do it. No excuses. And if you want to ask anybody, ask Lisa Cox if your excuse (laughs) is good enough and I'm sure she'll give you an honest answer. Never. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Lisa. Bye. Bye. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Aussie Bloggers Podcast. If you would like to become a part of the Aussie Bloggers podcast family and suggest a featured Aussie blogger or just to say g'day, visit Tan and Amanda at aussiebloggerspodcast.com or at bloggersupportforall.com. If you'd like to leave a review, they would love that too. Keep an ear out for the next Aussie Bloggers podcast coming your way soon.